Hello, welcome to uh, Mario Kart 8, the movie. Hello everybody and welcome to Nintendo Week for the end o week of, you know, it's just a bunch of, whole bunch of weeks. Whatever's we're talking happened about so today, far in 2023. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I think it's our first episode of 2023. I believe and it what is, What better yes. way mm -hmm. to start it off with a Nintendo Direct? Uh, was this a good one? How do people feel just off the bat? I feel like Lee and I are probably happy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was a fine Nintendo Direct, but my I think my hot take is that I feel like Nintendo Directs have gotten less and less interesting and good as time has gone on. Yeah. Maybe it's that I'm jaded. Um, but this no, is I, I feel think like... it's that they are putting out a bunch of like debriefs on a bunch of random games that just deserve sizzle reels. I mean, I know they want to yeah. make their publishing partners happy, um, but games like Samba de Amigo don't need five minutes. Um, Dica Police don't need five. Fantasy Life doesn't need five minutes. Uh, and that's just like a, an entertainment value thing. You got to keep them a lot snappier than they have been. For this was this was a twenty minute direct done in forty minutes. Yes, I think that's a, a good way of putting it. But I think you know, like, I'm excited for a lot of things that are coming our way. I just think it. I agree. It could have been done in twenty minutes instead of forty. Very yeah. uh, apt way of putting it. Yeah, and, and when it's Dark 40 Alex. minutes, you sort of miss the showmanship of someone like Iwata. Uh, yeah. And the current, you know, execs just don't replicate that at all, and they're not even trying to. Uh, mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, it, you, you feel it when they're, they're a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, and I agree. Like, when I actually sit back and look at, like, some of the stuff that was there... I'm like, well, this this is a lot of awesome, cool news and a lot of fun stuff to talk about and think about, especially after the fact, like with analysis videos coming out on YouTube and stuff. But I was sitting there watching like, come on, like, this is so boring. When are we getting to anything good? And then we got to Zelda and I was like, yeah, OK, that's it. That gross Ganondorf voice and cars that people just made in the first one on their own anyway. All right. Um. I feel a lot better now after taking it all in, but mm. that was the effect. And so let's just jump right into it. Uh, we started off with Pikmin 4, and they showed off a lot. They talked about a lot less than they actually sort of um, showed. I initially felt like uh, the camera angle is so bad honestly just it doesn't work for pikmin they tried this camera angle in pikmin 3 with all the boss fights and those were by far the worst part of the game it never worked there i don't know why they adopted it for the entire thing here um but they did so i'm not super happy about that and then when you actually dig into the content of it it looks like it could be really really cool um so i'll i'll talk more about that uh in a moment, what did the rest of you think about Pikmin 4? Uh, well, as always, yeah, go ahead. for it, please. No, 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 no go no, for you it. Go ahead. 
All right. Uh, well, <laughs> Alex is so polite. I know what happened. Uh, I've been, I've been. <laughs> you really are mirrors of each I, other. I, I, I've been seeing a, you know, a, a specialist and you know helping me deal with my dark tendencies. So you know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm trying to Good. be more generous. Is your specialist Great the purple pigment? Start off the new year. <laughs> oh well. Specialist. I've never outright said it to him, but uh, I think that is, yeah. <laughs> Um, so what, what what did you think? Uh, so I, as we, always with Nintendo games where they're making drastic changes, like it, you, you got kind of had to wait and see how it feels first. Yeah. Uh, and that's my big takeaway. Like I, Pikmin games uh, have gone through a couple big transformations. One, you know, they started off on GameCube with the weird bespoke controls that they came up with for that yeah. controller. Which is a big transformation from not existing at all. Exactly. Uh, they moved on to, it seems like, an emphasis on the pointer controls with the Wii Remote and then the, the Switch Joy-Con. Uh, I don't know what this game's control scheme is going to be like, and I certainly don't know how that's going to interact with the new camera angle. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's a big question mark for me. I think that makes or breaks yeah, the entire conceit of the game. Um, that's a good point. I do think that they really found magic with the pointer controls, and so if those are just gone, that's a bummer. But they're also kind of the biggest reason that that camera angle didn't work, because yeah. you would point at something, you know, you would try to point at the boss floating above the stage, and it's like, oh, you're pointing four miles into the background? No, yeah, if, you, yeah. if I can't even <laughs> interact with that stuff, why is it an option to throw my Pikmin there. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the beauties of having the pointer in a strategy game is it, the overhead camera angle lets you point at things on the ground that you want to target. I want, yeah, I right. do wonder how that's going to feel. direction here. at the same time. Yeah. Um, but there were also a lot of bumps with that control scheme that we talked about before on the show. Yeah. Um, so we won't belabor that. Um, I think a couple of interesting things that I noticed about this are it seems like this exploration crew is uh, from Olimar's home planet of Hokotate and or Hokotate. I guess we don't actually know. Um, in any case, the ship design is kind of similar with the uh, color scheme and the like actual construction of the parts. Um, they have this dog-like creature that we've never seen before, but it's in the lore that Olimar has a dog, well, like an alien dog. It's, uh, Whatever a dog is in uh, this world. The, the, right. Um, that looks like a bulb orb, and it's named Bulby, so this is not Olimar's dog, but it is a dog that looks like a bulb orb, so uh, I would just think that, you know, they must come from this planet. Um, and it looks like the ship is not destroyed. Uh, maybe it could have lost a bunch of parts because there are different shots with the ship showing different parts attached to it. It's possible those kind of like swap in and out depending on what you do. Um, But there's a moment where they find a castaway like knocked out in a cave. And so it seems to me like this is a rescue crew. Someone else's ship crashed and these four are here to save them rather than here to explore the planet and they crash. Um, Which is kind of interesting, you know, collect a a bunch of new characters along your game and, and maybe... You know, these four are not the only captains you play as. You can swap them out with different abilities, potentially. Um, I have a feeling, you know, by July, they are going to want to show a major new hook. So that could be something that they're saving. Um, Yeah. I'll stop there. Or I'll continue. Uh, (laughs) um, 
I am the one with 150 hours on Pikmin 3 Deluxe alone, so... Yes, I honestly, Colin, I figured this was your time to shine. Okay, good, good, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I'm being honest, um, I was not being very eagle-eyed when I watched this video, so... Sure enough. Uh, well, I, I breathe this atmosphere, so... Um, they have... Uh, treasures and caves returning from Pikmin 2. Um, some returning enemies are confirmed from Pikmin 2. I think that's pretty cool because uh, Pikmin 3 is a great game, but it did kind of focus on the new Pikmin types and not so much on building on the advancements that 2 brought to the original Pikmin formula. So if, you know, if 3 is sort of a sequel to 1, then this is sort of a sequel to 2. Uh, I do like that if there's going to be two original Pikmin games on the Switch. I guess 3 is Wii U, but... There's going to be two Pikmin games. It kind of makes sense that they echo the one and two formula. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think that's cool. Go, yeah, go ahead. One other thing that I remember standing out to me was it looks like we'll be able to be on the planet at night. Am I, am I yeah. reading that ending correctly? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, we've never gotten to experience that before. Yeah. Um, my thought on that is i mean it should be should be really cool um but another sort of thing i noticed is that there are little glowing crystals all around the world and it looks like those growing glowing crystals also um set up like the base camps for the onions this time around and i'm wondering if those are a resource that I mean, they could just be a set decoration, but it would also make a lot of sense to have, you know, five or so Pikmin attack these little gem piles at once, bring them back to your base to collect your gem, you know, count, and then you go and set your own landing sites throughout an open world. Uh, yeah. And I, th I think the goal is kind of collect as many of those in the daytime as you can, because we see them or maybe just a whole different thing entirely, but we see star bits on the ground in a similar way um, at night. So I, I feel like they turn into star bits at night and maybe they're solidified. You cannot collect them. You are set, stuck with the landing sites that you've already built and those are your safe spaces. Yeah, um, yeah I was thinking safe zones at night for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we didn't really see how it works. So no. I, I have a feeling that'll be the focus of the E3 trailer the night nighttime kind of mechanics um the before we get into the new gameplay mechanics i just the obvious change is that this world is clearly inhabited by like human-sized creatures as well as uh the explorers which i used to think kind of you know i it was cool that pikmin was like post-apocalyptic um and this kind of like ruins that vibe i i'm less like against it now um not for any particular reason but uh it's just whatever um if there's gonna be giant houses there's gonna be giant houses and you know a giant house is just another place to explore so right and also like you know there there can certainly still be these like wild areas that like you know all emerges never found the ones that actually had people he found like the garbage zones and like yeah right the know, landfill what right yeah um so finally the big changes are ice pikmin seem to be the new type i feel like there's space on the box art that they revealed for at least one maybe two new types of pikmin on the left of the crew that is there 
Um, so I kind of wonder if they still have another reveal coming and then they're like, oh, by the way, this is the real box art. <laughs> um, and there's two new new Pikmin types. Mm. Um, one of the things that makes me think that is like ice type is a light blue and seems like it has related powers to the blue Pikmin. They can swim underwater and they're immune to water. The ice Pikmin freeze water. So I wonder if they're like in some way um, you maybe collect enough of these gem resources or there's candy pop buds or uh, in some way you upgrade each of the elemental Pikmin types to this new yellow flower kind. I can see that. Um, and what makes me wonder that is like, Purple, white, rock, and flying Pikmin all have purple flowers rather than the um, white flowers that the original three types have. And ice has a yellow flower. So, you know, if it's a new Pikmin type, why not give it purple like all the others? Mm -hmm. Maybe there's, a you know, something that makes it different, which is if it's like an evolution of the original three. Um, and that's fine. I don't know. I like I kind of originally felt like rock Pikmin were just like an excuse to make new puzzle types with the glass barriers and that that ultimately became kind of hollow because like, oh, you just bring some rock Pikmin around to break a glass on a fruit or break down a glass wall. Like, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's kind of contrived. Like it's it's just an excuse to make a new type. Um, and I I don't know if I feel the same way about ice Pikmin. Um they do kind of seem like they're really just, you know, new puzzle gimmicks rather than, I don't know. They're, they're more about manipulating like your whatever. environment rather than breaking down a wall, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, it's, it is, yeah. I think, I think it's going to work out better than Rock, uh, but we'll see. Um, finally, there is the dog, Oachi, which, I don't know, why, why didn't you call it Fido or something? <laughs> uh, but it's, it's oh, a this, is a, this is a Miyamoto pet project so it gets the Japanese name yeah I guess I mean I don't know they named a Captain Colin like I don't know <laughs> Shepherd they all have English names why doesn't the anyway I don't know um, yeah it, it, it looks fine it, yeah don't know enough about it's him fine yet. yeah don't know if he's a good boy. It seems like a very good boy. It's probably it seems like he um, seems like he's but designed. Why, why to no be, uh... nose? That, that's the only thing that's unsettling about it to me. Is like it would be really cute if it just had a nose. Well, it'd be really <laughs> weird if he could sniff out stuff and he has no nose. Right you now, you know. Yeah, I mm -hmm. do. Anyway, that's that's everything I had for Pikmin three. Well, or you came prepared. So. You're much more prepared yeah. than I am to talk about any of the other topics. <laughs> so. Um. Cool. Well, then let's let's speed through. We've got uh, Metroid Prime Remastered Shadow Dropped digitally, and it's uh, still going to be out in about a week or so um, in stores. And they really went all out. I mean, they upgraded the textures, the polygons, the lighting design. Like, the game looks great. It looks like a native Switch game. And they didn't need to go that hard, some might say. I might say it's a really efficient way of uh, getting work done on two games at once. Obviously, Metroid Prime 4 is coming eventually, and you have to imagine it would reuse a lot of enemies and um, not necessarily environments, but you can use the 
textures that you made for Metroid Prime Remastered on Metroid Prime 4, you know, spaceship metal is still going to be spaceship metal. Um, or vice versa, they made this stuff for Prime 4 and said, let's just put all of these textures into the Prime Remaster and make it look really, really good. Well, I think Charge back to forty dollars for it instead of you know just a ugly trilogy upgrade. Yeah, I think back to Wind Waker HD, and that was sort of like they were they were mm-hmm. testing out what Zelda would look like in HD, and then that was yeah. one of the satisfying tests, so they turned it into a full game. I imagine it's sort of a similar story here. They needed to do some work yeah. on Prime Four. Retro was working on doing uh, graphics for like materials, like you were saying, the metallic look of objects and Samus's suits and and all these sorts of things, and they just thought. Why not test some of that work out in the original Metroid Prime? And they must have liked the results enough to turn it into a full game. That's sort of how I imagined yeah. that came together. No, uh, I think that's t- exactly right. Uh, this has been like the White Whale rumored game for a while. Um, it's been talked about probably since like <laughs> since Prime 4 was announced. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's kind of surreal that it's finally out. And it's d- insane to me that they just dropped it on a Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, that that I think was the highlight of the direct for a lot of people for exactly all those reasons. Um, I think it also signals that Prime Four is kind of like here, or I mean, not here, but like imminent. I, I feel like that's going to yeah. be their yeah, yeah. it's going to be their big E three game, and they're going to drop it in like the fall or winter of this year, um, because they're priming us to get it. I played it all the way through now because uh, it's not a very really? long game for if, especially if you know it it's not a very long game at all uh, Fair enough. very very good conversion probably the best HD conversion Nintendo has done uh, it almost it almost is insane that this is a Switch game I know it looks really really good because it looks really good and it's also 60 frames per second uh, uh, like, oh my gosh, just, it's, it's got so many modern touches that you don't really see from a lot of Nintendo games. Well, it's interesting that like, I think a big part of that is that it's like a segmented world. They don't need to load the whole thing at once. Yep. Um, yeah. They, I, there's a lot of just like, <laughs> once hardware we got more, became more powerful, developers started making games that just need a lot more power and like optimize the loading a lot less because Mm -hmm. they don't really need to so much Um, in that sort of uh, progression of, of design philosophies. We've lost a lot of the old like tricks that make games run faster, work better, look better on weaker hardware. So I think there's sort of a, a lost element of this where like they can process a lot at once because you're just in one room at a time. Yeah. And, uh, to, you know, you talked about old tricks. Uh, one thing that I didn't really appreciate until I played through this game again and saw everything with a fresh coat of paint is they did the Metroid trick of reusing a lot of assets in a lot of places. Uh, mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know, if, if you're not looking out for that kind of thing, you might not notice it. But it's things like, I don't know, uh, specimen tanks and laboratories. Those all pretty much look the same. The computer mm-hmm. screens you see everywhere, most of them look the same with a couple exceptions. Uh, right. uh, uh, doors, materials in the world, like it's, uh, it does feel very much like they did stick to like the old the old playbook, uh, and that's what yeah. allowed them to make such a good Metroid game. 
We also got Metroid 2 on the Game Boy Online, and Fusion is coming to Game Boy Advance Online. It sounds like that was a transition into that subject, but it's actually not. We're going to talk about <laughs> all the other remasters that got released. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts on Prime? All right, great. Surprisingly, he doesn't um, have so... more to say. <laughs> <laughs> we also got confirmation of Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp coming out uh, in April. I believe it's the 21st. This, you know, we've talked about this game before. It was originally supposed to be released last year, so I don't think anyone has new thoughts on it. I think it's like just a year to the date almost after they were originally yeah. supposed to drop it. Uh, yeah, I don't have any new thoughts. They didn't really tell us anything new either. No, no exactly. They they fully prepared <laughs> to launch it and told us everything, and then, yeah. oh, dang. So, yeah. yeah, it's just that's coming. Um, we are also getting... Uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. It's not a new announcement, but they introduced a new mode where you play as Magalore, the wizard who I believe was the villain in the game, right? Yes, that's correct. Didn't play it, but I'm going to play this one. Um, it looks really good. And it's a nice, you know, it's always nice to include a new mode in a remake of something. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people commenting on how uh, the for the Kirby and the Metroid remasters it seems like nintendo went harder than they do with most of their zelda remasters because well, their... they know they don't sell as well as zelda i mean i guess that's probably true right uh oh yeah, yeah one thing we forgot to talk about metroid prime remaster is only 40 dollars yes i which i think is isn't that also true of kirby or is that 60 i think kirby might be 50 okay maybe I don't anyway remember. i think that's the right price uh which again is it kind of gets back to what you're saying about them not selling as well but yeah uh, yeah, not not common to see Nintendo price things that way. Really cool. Yeah. Um, we are getting Baten Kaitos, a card-based RPG with a explorable world. Uh, one and two remastered from the GameCube. I believe it was Monolith Soft who made this game. That's correct. Or these games. Um, so that's interesting to see their history sort of return on Switch. They, they really just look like they were up -rezzed. I mean, it's not a Metroid Prime situation. Um, it's not even a Kirby's Return to Dreamland situation. Like, they just kind of... They, they still look a little old. They look kind of more like the Final Fantasy remasters from that era. Eight and... Uh, yeah, they're using nine, a lot of pre-rendered backgrounds, so I imagine... I don't know if they're recreating that art or just upscaling it with AI or something. Uh, but there's it sort of limits what you can do visually with with a remake. Yeah. Um, also of that era, Katamari. Uh, we, well, we love Karamari. Reroll. Um, Royal Reverie. Uh, that is a, that is a real mouthful of a I don't, title. I don't Royal, know the Royal Reverie thing. Reroll Royal Reverie. Yes. Okay. I don't know what the Royal Reverie thing means yet, uh, but this was a really, really great game. I'm really happy to get it, get it back. Yeah. Um, and Tales of Symphonia. Which I thought was already announced, right? It was already announced, yeah. Did they, just, uh, yeah, did they put definitely. it in the splash? I don't even I, remember seeing it in this direct. I think they put it in. They might have put it in the splash. No, but it's okay. like coming out this week or something. Oh, wow. Am I, cool. Am I remembering that correctly? Look forward to that, everybody. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, a cult classic from the DS, which is a game that I hear is like a must play. Yes. It's um, and a, I hear it it's a lot. A good, it's a good time. I think I'm glad that it's coming to switch. Um, 
but that's also the extent of my feelings on it. You should play it though. It's it's sure. it is a good time. <laughs> yeah, I and I hear that like the reason that it's good is something that is a spoiler. So is that right? Yes. Okay. But also so, it's yeah, just we'll, like we'll but also no it's more. just like funny and fun to play. But like sure. but yes. Yeah, so uh we'll say no more. Everyone just go play Ghost Trick. Let's give it that boost. Um and Etrian Odyssey 1, 2, and 3. These are, like, really old games, aren't they? Uh, not that old. They were from the DS and 3DS. Actually, I think the ones that they're oh. porting are from the DS. Uh, okay. Dungeon Crawlery. They're really difficult, from what I understand. I haven't actually played any of them. I think they harken back to uh, really, really old uh, Dungeon Crawlers, like Wizardry um, in the PC, where they're first person. You kind of create your own map as you go. I don't think the games even have... These games even have mapping-making tools. They're very reliant on the touchscreen on the DS to create your map. I imagine they'll be replicating that somehow on Switch. I don't know. I didn't really pay that close attention to the... Well, they could do touchscreen on, you know, handheld mode at least. They could, Or pointer controls. They could just put it up in a menu, you know, pause and make the map. But I don't know how it works, so... Um, Cool. I hear those games are very good. But that brings us to the next uh, old game update announcement. <laughs> is Mario Kart 8 is getting a Yoshi's Island course. Awesome pick. Um, it, also you know, beautiful if, looking. It looks great. It sounds great. Um, it's a really good game to pull from because they've never actually just done a true Yoshi's Island course. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a bunch of Yoshi themed courses and for some reason never pulled from the actual, you know, source <laughs> of that whole, um, the whole, the whole world of the Yoshis. So a great choice. Birdo is coming back, which mm-hmm. is kind of a big surprise of this wave. They've also confirmed that returning characters will join in waves five and six. Um, and I have a feeling that that means that will continue or grow in seven and eight. So maybe, um, they expand the rosters and then seven and eight bring uh, all the costumes from Mario Kart Tour in or they just bring it home with like an everybody is here kind of moment. The whole, you know, every cut character comes back by wave eight. Um, that's odds probably are, a little ambitious. But. Odds are feeling pretty good that we get some Kongs somewhere in here. Yeah. Uh, um, especially with them playing such a big role in the Mario movie, especially in their little Mario Kart segment. Just, I don't yeah. Know how they would oh. not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Might get some um, I do cuts, have a like full Funky list. Kong. <laughs> I feel like he's one of the most likely, most shallow cuts. Well, um, I mean, DK I don't know. Junior. I I would, I would suspect the only DK Junior or Diddy would be Super more Mario likely. That's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I just feel like Funky Kong was like the face of Mario Kart Wii. <laughs> Everyone played him. Like, I feel like he's got to come back. Uh. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll break down everyone who's missing. Um, some of the most likely options I think are Pauline from tour, Petey Piranha from double dash King Bob from tour K Mac from tour. Um, probably, I mean, of that, I think Pauline and K Mac are probably the most likely. Yeah. And then we've got all those Kongs. There's Diddy, Dixie, Funky and DK jr. Um, I can see that whole group of four just coming in as sort of one announcement. You know, Agreed. they pull a Donkey Kong course from yep. somewhere, maybe even from maybe even a minecart like level from 
uh, tropical freeze or something. That'd be rad. Like a sawmill thrill kind of. That would be really cool. Um, and they just bring all the Kongs back for that. Um, then we've got some kind of random enemies who have appeared in Mario Kart before, but n- are not in Mario Kart Eight. We've got Charge and Chuck, Monty Mole, Hammer Bro, Koopa Paratroopa, which could just be a skin um, for Koopa Troopa. The Wiggler and the Honey Queen from Mario Galaxy. I guess it's not an enemy. Um, creature. S- creature. Yeah. And Nabbit is another creature um, who was in tour. So I feel like those are all a lot less likely than the ones we've already discussed. I mean, they're bringing but so many assets in from tour. I, I don't know. I, nothing would surprise me at this point. Yeah. I think a lot of I, I just feel like a lot of those are like generic enemy types and so they would only kind of make it in the condition where they just say everyone is here and mm-hmm. you know just for the sake of completion yeah but i think i think that's pretty likely too sure like, enough. why not yeah i mean I, i'm not i'm not fighting that at all um the the, the to answer why not i know it's a hypothetical it's a mm-hmm. it's a no go for it whatever the question you don't answer but to answer it um there's only so many uh sort of options for how they expand the character screen they could add one new row of seven in which case they're going to choose like the seven that we want the most they could um collapse some of the characters that we already have variants of into like yoshi and shy guy like you pick the character then you pick the color so there's tanuki mario cat peach the metal mario and peach and um the male and female variants of inkling and villager so if they collapse those as costumes which again i think is probably pretty likely because they can bring costumes over from tour yep uh that makes room for six more characters so they could do that instead or in addition to a full new row of seven um anyway that just that might put some restraints on you know, whether they're really going to bring back Monty Mole or Hammer Bro. Um, oh, they have, a, they have a tabbed, characters like uh, tabbed uh, Grand Prix selection menu. So I, I don't know that they're necessarily feeling they're constrained by space. Personally. That's true. That's true. Um, then we've got some special characters. Rob the Robot would be great. He's Mario Kart DS. Got cut. Um, if they're going to do a Kong moment... It's not likely because Rare owns the rights, but Diddy Kong Racing would be a good option to pull from. You bring a Diddy Kong Racing course in with Diddy Kong and maybe even like Whizpig. Um, but, you know, that doesn't seem likely. Um, and the rest of the options are from the Mario Kart Arcade GP series, which is made by uh, Bandai Namco. I feel like they probably wouldn't want to get the rights to most of these characters, but Pac-Man would be an interesting third-party inclusion. Uh, and if they were gonna, you know, if they, if they just wanted to throw a twist at us, they would choose a Mario Kart GP course and put Pac-Man in the game. But well, they've course, already got a racing ghosts. suit for him, right? For the Amiibo? They do. So I don't know. It's not, not that much of a stretch to me. It's, well, I guess whether no. they care is a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's also Don Chan, the Taiko Drum from Taiko Drum Master. All the ghosts from Pac-Man, which, to be fair, could just be alternate costumes again. Ma, ma, I, 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 I can't even read my handwriting here. Mamechi, I think, is what it says from the Tamagotchi series. Um, doesn't seem very likely. So, 
I don't know. If they do everybody, I don't think that the Namco characters are going to be included. Clearly, I think Goku from Dragon Ball is going to be a character. Definitely. Uh, Goku from Yu Yuki could be a character. <laughs> Nintendo made <laughs> Japan only game with a samurai monkey. Um, I also wrote down Pichet and Captain Toad, both of which I think would fall into costume territory, but are treated as alternate characters in tour. So that's the whole list of possibilities. Yep. If anything other than that happens, we've entered a different universe with different possibilities. I mean, look, Fawful, Egad, Toadsworth. We know <laughs> what the people want, meaning me. We got DLC announcements for a bunch of other games. We've got Splatoon 3. You can enter Inkopolis, the hub world of the original Splatoon, which I thought is like a cool idea but they didn't go like they made new shopkeeps for it and why like yeah i thought that was weird what don't you it seems like the whole point of wanting to go back to the original hub would be to use the original characters it doesn't just seem like it it is i thought i was so hyped and then i saw they made <laughs> well, those new characters, characters are all they're all doing other things now you know oh i don't know they i have jobs i dropped off splatoon it uh sheldon sheldon's still sheldon's still around doing his thing what thing he's not running the shop what do you mean he's doing his thing he's not doing he's doing a different thing well no he's he's got the shop in in what spotsville is that what the name is called oh huh okay so he's you know he's he's that makes sense where's crusty sean he's got his kids he's uh he runs this the snack shop i believe okay Uh, and so like jalonzo is back though right i don't know if it was jalonzo or just a guy that looks like jalonzo um, um, I don't remember. Anyway, all right. Uh, but yeah, interesting idea. Uh, that's all I've got to say. About yeah, it. it's all cosmetic. <laughs> interesting idea. <laughs> I do. I. It does just make me wonder. Like, why did they even change Inkopolis in the first place? Like, just I don't know. Stay I, in the one I get city. It, I guess. Like, well, um, they wanted to build a world. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. Whatever. Um, Xenoblade. Oh, and then there's a, a new one called Side Order, which looks like a weird. I mean, we really don't know anything about it, but there's no color in it, so it looks. So I believe it's the Inksville. What was the second Splatoon Two town called? I don't oh, remember. Um... It looks like that's the setting, and I, it appears like it's Marina, who's the central character. Okay, maybe that world has like lost its color, and you have to paint everything back to life. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it it kind of looks like younger Marina, so it may be her backstory, and it may be some kind of like surreal, uh, non-literal space. It kind of seems like the Assassin's Creed uh, machine. Like yeah, it's kind not of. E- yeah, uh-huh. like it's not even a real scenario. She's getting in the Animus. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it it kind of reminds me of a uh, L-, L Blob. Remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the Blob. The yeah. Blob. Yeah. Or Del Blob? De, I don't remember which Deblob. one. Del Blob. Deblob. Deblob. In French, it's yeah. of blob. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> of blob. Of blob. <laughs> Hello, I am blob. Um, <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles Bonjour. 3 gets a new playable character, right? What, Alex, I know you know about uh, that. So, uh, it, I, I was not paying attention to anything but the story DLC part. Uh, I don't know if they if they announced other things for the DLC, 
I did not see them. I was blinded by what appears to be older Shulk and older Rex from Xenoblade 1 and 2 fighting a character who appears to be Alvis from Xenoblade 1, question mark? Okay. Uh, which is which is great because that was uh, I felt like a really unresolved thread in three was what happened to uh, the sort of world state prior to 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 three because these worlds were uh, separate worlds. Mm. Uh, they sort of come together in three. They didn't really resolve kind of what happened leading up to that. They only resolved what happened after that after after the worlds came together. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm really happy they're going back and filling in that gap. Cool. Um, Dead Cells is getting Castlevania DLC with a bunch of music. You can play as Richter and Alucard. Um, I'm surprised you can't play as Simon. That seems a little weird, but whatever. Yeah. Um, cool. This makes me very happy because I have this, like, irrational need to have all the characters from Smash Bros. represented in some kind of other game outside of Smash Bros. on my Switch. (laughs) And it has seemed so <laughs> unlikely that we would get Richter games on Switch for a little while now. Sure. And I'll be able to fill that gap now. Um, if you are only getting Dead Cells for the Castlevania DLC, good news. It sounds like you should be able to access it right away. You don't need to like play through the story to do it. Yeah. Um, and then oh, Fire Emblem nice. Engage is introducing new rings with just some new characters coming back. Uh, this game launched less than a month ago, and it's already on its second wave of DLC, so clearly it was not finished, and they are trying to charge you extra so that they can finish the game. Uh, I mean, it always seemed like the whole point of the rings was you're going to get some classic characters, and you're going to pay us some more for some more classic characters. Yeah, but, so. like, I don't know. <laughs> you just put the game out. Like, wait a little bit. I don't know. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, like, give us a little day bit more one than DLC just rings, is too, always, like, know? that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, and now it's like two packs of month one DLC. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, just be be a little more subtle about the grind about the grift. Uh huh. Um. All right, we got to speed run some of this stuff. Um, because Game Boy and Game Boy Advance Online is our next subject. Then we've got to hit all the other games. We'll just you know sort of briefly mention them. Followed by Zelda. In ho- if hopefully we can do it in 14 minutes. Um, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance online are here, exactly how we predicted. Game Boy and Color are in the base tier, and they're packaged together. Game Boy Advance is in Switch expansion. Um, the lineups are small, obviously, and they are going to be growing, obviously. Um, I don't know if we want to... Yeah, really- I wish if... Yeah, I thought that we'd start off with a little bit more for for both of these. Yeah, uh, uh, and with them not really committing to a schedule, that's a little bit disappointing. Uh, uh, this does mean, however, that we'll get Golden Sun on Switch. Yes, I'm very excited so. about that. It, the Lost Age, I don't think is. I think it's just the first game, which is it, yeah, weird. Yeah, it's not confirmed, but definitely they're going to announce story. it at some point. Yes, like, right? and like, yeah. and that also is giving me hope for more Golden Sun in the future. Because, it, I mean, if it's coming out at the start, I, maybe I'm, like, hyping myself up and going to work myself into a frenzy over nothing. But I feel like it coming out with the package is a little bit of hope that I would not have expected for. So, 
Yeah, well, I, I think know. if I'm anything, excited. what it signals for the series is that they're going to release one and two on the online service, and then they're going to like just make it a completely original game. Like the idea of a remaster is out the door because like Advance yeah, Wars is getting remastered, fine. and it's not coming to the service. Like, um, yeah, it'd be a little surprising if they put out the emulated versions and then a remaster. It seems like if they yeah, ever do that, it's the other way around. Yeah. Yep. Well, like Link's Awakening yeah. got the original version on this service. Now that they're done, they're exactly. done selling it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I actually think the original holds up better than the remake does, and that's only like two years old. I mean, the original is just like one of those perfect doing more with less kind of games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, that. Oh, the only other thing I have to say about this is I saw some good points on online discourse that um, one of the reasons cited that they never localized Mother 3 is that there's no like business reason to do it. It doesn't it doesn't make financial sense to Mm -hmm. put all that translation work and money, read money into the game when you can really only sell it for like eight bucks on virtual console. That totally changes when everyone is paying for a subscription service regardless of what games are on it so they're making big cash on the re-release of old games now regardless of what specifically the games are and that means a revenue stream to pull from and translate mother 3 Um, that's also i mean if, if that line of thinking is right and they actually want to pursue it, that also means we get other games uh, that never made it to the U.S. translated and finally released. And I think that would be a really cool pivot to their online services. Hey, we're getting all this money now, and what you're getting are games that never even came out before. This is a brand new retro game. It plays kind of well with one of the habits that I've sort of developed with the service, because the way they distribute distribute the games, the way they just release a bunch of stuff that I probably never would have bought on its own, means I'm playing games like Kirby's Dreamland that I probably yeah. would not have bought a la carte, uh, Game & Watch Gallery. Uh, so I know I've played retro ga- I've gotten more exposure to the retro catalog through the service than I would ever have gotten with a virtual console uh, style release. And it helps, too, that they're packaging them all up in one app. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to go seek out these games. They're just there. And that's really cool. Totally. That's some, that's, it's a, it's a way of approaching uh, a classics catalog that no other company is doing right now. I also really appreciate the fact that they bring the e-reader content into it. Just from the jump, you can play every e-reader level of Super Mario Bros. 3, which, I mean, how many people in the world, probably like six, collected every e-reader level card from Mario 3 on the Game Boy Advance and a card reader that you plug into a Game Boy Advance just to play all 40 levels? That's a really cool thing that they're doing probably for every other game with e-reader functions. They must bring Super Mario World over. I mean, there was a handful of, like, Pokemon e-reader cards that each unlocked, like, one tiny little minigame what if they just brought over every one of those like on a on a little rom like and you you get you know all the e-reader content that almost no one played available on switch online would be great god i hope so uh no pokemon confirmed just pokemon card well pokemon day is happening separately in about two weeks so i am feeling i have a feeling the first three generations are actually coming to switch online probably pretty soon yeah 
once again really 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 hope so um what's next other so i'm gonna just list other. all the rest of the games please interrupt me anyone <laughs> okay. if you have something to say uh professor layton and the new world of steam is a brand new professor layton game that's really cool because level five i thought went out of business so i don't know the story on that does anyone yeah they're mobile they, they tried to pivot to mobile and to yokai watch uh, Yokai Watch did not do well outside of Japan and then sort of started to lose its steam in Japan. So that pivot failed. Mobile has not been going well for them. None of the franchises they've tried to convert to mobile have turned into big successes. So now we've got a new uh, world so, of steam picked by, yeah. by Professor They're Layton. trying to get back the steam they lost. Exactly. Um, but, well, anyway, I, I thought that the whole all of their franchises were dead. I don't know. I, I This was a big reveal for me. Um, but I don't really care about Layton, so. Disney Illusion Island is a brand new Disney Illusion game. Um, there's kind of a long catalog of, of old Disney platformers like Mickey and, uh, you know, DuckTales. And... Anyway, uh, this one is in the modern style of Mickey and Friends from the, like, Cartoon Shorts show. Uh, and you can play as Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. So it's a four-player co-op platformer. That's pretty cool. Bayonetta. Gives me some Rayman, Rayman Origins yeah. vibes. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely. Bayonetta, Cereza and the Lost good. Demon um, looks cool. Anyone? Kind of Okami-ish. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Octopath Traveler 2 I'm excited for because the first one was really great. The music was really great. The combat was really great. The story was pretty mid and there was a lot of it. So I'm hoping they learned how yep. to, you know cut the dialogue uh, i played down. the demo and it's 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 pretty much the same ah. <laughs> uh, um yeah, a game... it's, it, it, it's more it's more it's more octopath traveling okay a game called rain code i don't even recognize this anyone nope okay minecraft legends this... samba de amigo party central alex were you about to say something i was trying to remember what rain code was okay. but it's not important okay um fantasy life is getting a new game more level five yeah more level five good for that there's a game called fashion dreamer which is basically style savvy and it's made by the same people so whatever this yep. is style savvy five yep yep decap police or deca police why didn't they tell us how to pronounce this who knows uh they clearly <laughs> want it to be popular though so if they ever want to tell yes, us another, in the future, that another would be great. detective another detective game yep Seemed like that was the the new farm game for this. Yeah, yeah. it's it, Sea of it's Stars and new. <laughs> sea of Stars is a Chrono Trigger like game, which also features Chrono Trigger's composer as a guest. So I don't know. That looks really really good. I uh, also got a demo. I've played maybe like an hour of the demo. It definitely gives me Chrono Trigger vibes. They are wearing that inspiration on their sleeves. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of also feels like a, another game, Crosscode, which I don't believe was made by this team. Uh, and kind of gives me like light golden sun vibes, uh, but I didn't get to play enough of it to really know how deep that runs. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels probably more like golden sun in tone to me than than something like Chrono Trigger. But again, hard to tell from a demo. I'm going to list off just the rest of them. It's not a whole lot at the end. If anyone has something to say about any of them, go ahead. Um, Blanc. Disney Dreamlight Valley Omega Strikers is like an air hockey game. It's free to play that they're sort of promoting. Nintendo is 
Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, Harmony, The Fall of Reverie, Power Pros, Tron Identity, and Have a Nice Death. Have a Nice Death looks interesting. I'm not sure I'll have time for it, uh, but it's on my watch list. Yeah, same here. Finally, the big finale, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, Alex, do you have time to stick around for a full of this? I or? can. I can. Okay. I can. Yeah. Yay. Um, Pretty sure it's pronounced Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I, it's Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> That's what it, you're right. Tears. Yeah, there you go. Tears of, of the, the Kingdom. Tears. Tears. <laughs> Tearless. All right. Well, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom looks awesome. Um, well, like I said, the Ganondorf voice was bad. Can we talk about that for a second? Does any did anyone like yeah. it? Oh, you're gonna upset people with that. I feel like people. I saw people so excited for. I, I'm also kind of like whatever about it. But. It sounds like they asked yeah. a really really nice guy to try to sound mean, and it didn't even work. <laughs> it's like you, you gotta cast the to be... right person for the role. They have to sound evil already. Like what? Yeah. What doesn't? Ex- extremely extremely mid casting, I'd say for for Zelda, which is a really big disappointment. Which is, but it's also um, true of Nintendo all the way through. I mean, you know, they get some good voice oh, actors, yeah. but they're often miscast. Like. The Fire Emblem villains well, always sound like this, too. Anything that is, uh, it seems to be localized in-house by EAD or, or Treehouse just doesn't seem to really have good voice direction. Uh, yeah. Other games localized by other teams uh, that where they bring in outside consultants and stuff seem to fare better. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Nintendo of Europe localizations seem to fare better. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal is with, with NLA. Um, anyway, we won't belabor that, but anyway, big disappointment. There probably won't be sure. very much voice acting, so it shouldn't be a big deal. I'm even hoping it was just a trailer narration, like just for the sake of, of uh, communicating you know, The trailer narration from the Breath of the Wild big trailer was in the game, so. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. But, I mean, that's, that's really the only negative thing I have to yeah, say same here. about it. Um... Uh, I, I, you know, I still don't really feel like we have a very good sense of what this game is. I think that's the point. They want, Uh, there's a big dark twist. They've already said it's going to be darker than Majora's Mask. And I feel like they don't want to tell us what is actually happening. I thought they didn't say that. They didn't Uh, say that? Anyway, uh, I thought Aonuma, like, went out of his way to say it was not that. But anyway, that's beside the point. It does seem a lot darker than Breath of the Wild, so it's probably not worth quibbling over. Anyway, the couple of things that I do think are pretty clear from the trailer. Uh, one, obviously, you know, they had their physics and chemistry engines in the last game. Seems like they're sort of taking that to its next logical step, which is engineering. Uh, looks like you're going to be able to build mm-hmm. uh, uh, vehicles and possibly other contraptions from salvaged uh, wreckage that you find throughout the world. So that's interesting. Colin, you were saying before the show, people were already basically doing this in Breath of the Wild, so it you know, probably is not going to be as awesome as it might have been if they had not been, let you do that in Breath of the Wild through sort of backwards magnesis tricks right. and stasis ex- exploits. Uh, but but still cool that they're. I'm not sure if they a, even knew that's you a direction. could. Like people broke that you game know, so far open. Someone someone who tested the game probably figured it out and they decided not to do anything about sure. it. Sure. And then didn't realize how popular it would be. Would be my guess. Yeah. Um. I mean, so they're probably just making it more accommodating in the new one, just like with more tools you can use. Yeah, I mean, it does seem yeah. like you're gonna you're gonna have 
a handful of powers, no pun intended, but I wish it was. Yeah. Um, as you gather the tears of the kingdom at the end of probably dungeons, um, and you're going to unlock new powers for your hand. Yeah. Uh, I do wonder how freeform the new engineering stuff in particular is going to be. Because uh, I, I, we saw a couple... They they looked a little bit like DIY vehicles, but they also looked like they could have been built with some kind of recipe so they would function. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how much freedom you'll have to just build like crazy contraptions that combine parts in ways that Nintendo didn't necessarily design for. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, in theory, you could get um, like blueprints and then, oh, now I have the resources and I can mm-hmm. make this vehicle. Um, but yeah, also I can build theory, a propeller you and then I can also build something anywhere. with a propeller. Yeah. 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 Um, um, go, go ahead, Alex. I'm digging the new enemies we've been seeing, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also a little nervous again by how many times we saw some of the same enemies, new enemies in the trailer. Because uh, sure. I know one of the big problems I had with Breath of the Wild was the world was so big, but there were not that very not very many enemies to find in it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a lot of hope that that's fixed. Uh, we did see like a giant dragon creature on a bridge, so maybe there'll be more like little bespoke bosses that just show up in one place. Maybe, hopefully. Uh, I could see there being a lot that's... more like mid bosses and boss tier characters, and they just keep the same like base enemies. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that would be a fine compromise. Um, speaking of base enemies, another observation I saw from people was it looks like a lot of the enemies have weapon parts as horns now oh so like the goblins it looks like they have spear points for heads it does I didn't uh, make that kind of look like they have daggers or swords in their heads uh so i wonder if there will on top of maybe stealing and weapons from enemies if there will be some kind of like weapon crafting element that would be really cool yeah craft recipes elements i mean weapons cars yeah um, yeah yeah that would be a really cool expansion of the game craft a bunch of different things um also it helps like you know eventually you get so many extra resources of like lizard horns and like Uh a lot of my inventory items i'm like what do i even do with this i've got a hundred of these like yeah because the potions were not didn't feel as useful as food so it was never really worthwhile to invest in making that's a good solution um Mm -hmm. um i have a couple of thoughts on the plot and I don't know, okay. I guess skip ahead a couple minutes if if you're uh, <laughs> worried about spoiling things that may or may not even be true. Um, but I suspect that this like ancient magic, the Zonai tribe are the interlopers mm-hmm. from Twilight Princess that had powerful magic and tried to take over the world and um i think it was the goddesses stopped them um and sealed them away um specifically in that interloper scene when link is like running up to try to meet them they all hold their right hand out in exactly the same way that you use to cast spells in this game at link in Mm -hmm. twilight princess and he shatters there's also a lot of uh connections between 
the imagery like there's a lot of helmets going on there's the helmet of fused shadows in twilight princess midna's imp form has really long ears pointed out sideways just like this thing that we see in the hieroglyphs in um this game so i just i think there's a lot of connections there and there's obviously the one of like the green glowing marks the geoglyphs um that are all around the yep. bodies of the twilight people and around this entire game yeah so yeah i mean you have to imagine they weren't always called the twilight because they didn't always live in the twilight realm right. they must have had some kind of other identity before mm -hmm. that uh uh one thing one other connection that you didn't point out necessarily the zoni have a lot of serpent or dragon imagery which the twilight also have Oh, I didn't and know uh, if you look at the logo, even for the Tears of the Kingdom game, it has two serpents biting each other's tails, uh, which is also like an Ouroboros mm -hmm. uh, uh, thing, which is funny because they just use that imagery in Xenoblade as well. Well, sort of what um, I think that imagery means is that you are actually time traveling and playing as two links, the Breath of the Wild link, you know, in the sequel to Breath of the Wild, and then you go back in time and play as this link with the magic hand um who defeats I mean, the calamity in the past have to be two links doesn't have, have to be two links but that's it what i think it means one link who is also actually two two people in history i just think it's like um, it, well, it could yeah that could be two you know yeah because they, they they seem to do that a lot. i just think it represents link because it's green link is green um well the other, really the other theory i saw the other <laughs> theory i saw so so there was a survey i guess that went out about this game and one of the one of the blurbs that they they were basically like describing the game in a few different ways and asking for people to give reactions to it. Mm -hmm. One of the blurbs is about how Link and Zelda are both. I don't remember what the text exactly was, but it's essentially like they're both on this adventure, uh, and uh, it, it will, I don't know, demonstrate their loyalty to each other, hmm. or something like that was the phrase. And that's interesting that you then have a logo that has, you know, the two serpents interlocking. The twin snakes. Uh, so I wonder if it's not Link and Zelda necessarily, but or I'm sorry, not Link and other Link, but Link <laughs> and Zelda. Yeah, that could be too. Um, um, I do. Uh, another thing that I saw yeah, on ahead. social media, they posted a picture of Zelda with the Sheikah slate. And they seem to be drawing attention to the fact that she had the Sheikah slate. Oh, can we finally play as Zelda and they have not revealed it yet? Yeah, maybe. I don't that, know. Yeah. And I'm not trying to I'm trying I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much, but it's possible. I think that's that's legit. Yeah. Good good point. Um I I think that plot-wise we're actually like defeating Ganon slash demise, breaking the reincarnation curse for real. Um I think that like that's just the dramatic stakes of this game is uh, I don't know if the thing that they are trying to contact is a new goddess entirely um, that like the Zonai people tried to, um, you know, employ this evil goddess um, or just a different goddess against, you know, the world that we know from the lore of Zelda so far. Um, but I, I have a feeling that we're going to meet the goddess of death and Link and Zelda are trying to either get her on their side to kill Ganondorf once and for all, or make a deal with her. And in order to kill Ganondorf and break the reincarnation cycle, Link and Zelda also must die 
so that the world is not out of balance without just one piece of the Triforce. So I wonder if maybe Link and Zelda will die in this game, or a happy ending version of the same thing. They, like, destroy the Triforce and kill Ganon, but then it just they lose their, you know, sacred power and never reincarnate again. This seems a little too dark for something that Nintendo would use in a video game. I agree. And, yeah. I like where you're going with this. Um, uh, which is why I, I have I, the happy I, I, version that not? they just lose their power. <laughs> you, you must give me the, the you know, Triforce. So you mentioned balance. get the goddess of death on their side or make a deal with her. Mm-hmm. There's also secret option C, which is it's a, well, malevolent force, I guess, mm. that they control rather than... Uh, willingly get on their side and that could be sort of the secret of keeping ganondorf imprisoned is they've been harnessing they've been uh uh, co-opting the power of death to keep him in this like weird suspended state well i wonder if i wonder if the deity is good or evil in what it's already doing to ganondorf down underground there i can see one version of it where even if it's not the goddess of death whatever it is is like trying to kill ganondorf but his heart is so full of hate as is you know the curse of demise that even the goddess death can't like take it out of the world and so it's it's like the hand is pulling on the heart and the heart's malice is just seeping out everywhere into the world it refuses to die Uh um and Uh so then its interests would align with Link and Zelda already. Well, hey, I want Ganondorf to die. Whoa, so do we. Let's help each other out. Um, Sure, sure, sure. Or it could be trying to steal Ganondorf's heart and therefore all its power so it can kill everything in the world. And it could be the the bad guy using Ganon for its purposes. Yeah, using the malice for its purposes. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I, think you know, it's cool I, stuff. I say I say I feel like we still don't know what this game is, but I also kind of feel like I've seen enough and don't need to see any more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would like the surprise. Um, I just I know exactly. I want the game. Zelda's always really good. I'm happy to. to I've got enough trust now high. in this game that I don't need. I don't need to know more. Yeah. Um, again, with the goddess of death thing, like it would make sense that an evil magic tribe of the past was trying to use this thing to overthrow Hyrule because like, <laughs> that's the ultimate like force of, of like, you know, overthrowing Hyrule is get the goddess of death to just kill everybody. Um, yeah. So, yep. But it could also just be something totally different. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Where this is very, very deep speculation. Um, I do notice uh, there's a parallel between the seven sages and the seven tiers of the kingdom, which are around this goddess thing um, or whatever it is. Midna, even true form Midna. Um, But. I also notice it corresponds with the seven Gerudo warriors and the like forbidden eighth warrior in those giant um, statues from the the monoliths. The yeah. one, the one eighth one that was like erased from history, and so maybe it's like, yeah, oh, we actually need the powers of this eighth one again to destroy evil. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there are a lot of potential hooks for the mystery. You could be gaining this, the powers of all eight of them as as you defeat the dungeons and and do everything. 
but it does seem clear we're going to be in the sky on the ground and in the underworld so it seems like caves are going to be dungeons effectively yeah they showed a couple cave environments yeah. like for more than a second so that was kind of neat um so that's those are all my thoughts on everything yep. is everyone else done yeah i did there's also the price oh 70 dollars yeah i mean yeah i'm gonna oh, yeah, pay true, it true. <laughs> they had they had to jump on the train sometime it would be more yeah. annoying if yeah. they weren't doing things like, you know, Metroid is $40 now. Kirby is, I guess Kirby's 60 but, um. Kirby is 60 yeah. I guess, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess Metroid um, is really the exception. But, well, I don't know. I mean, there is a pretty sharp demarcation between what they're doing with Tears of the Kingdom and what they're doing with every other game they're releasing this year. So, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I don't know. Same here. Yeah. Cool. Well, Everybody, this has been another excellent Nintendo week, and I hope you have a excellent start a week, nin start a week, um, for the future. Whatever day this comes out, probably Monday will be the great nin start a week. Um, thank you everybody for joining me, Lee, Alex, Dark Alex. It's been a blast, and I'll mm -hmm. see you on. The next Nintendo other, week. Yeah, the next Nintendo Direct. <laughs> whatever, whatever the next Nintendo week is. Yeah. Okie doke. Take care, everybody. Peace, everyone. Bye. Well, everybody, that is all for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like our show, please feel free to subscribe and give us a quick positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen. It is a small act of support that really helps people find our show. It's good for them. It's good for us. It's good for you guys to see our community grow. It really helps us out. If you are an epic gamist and you have an epic game question or you got reactions to what we said or fun Nintendo stories you want to share, please send it to epicgamist at gmail.com. And you can follow Epic Gamist on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all kinds of different places for different kinds of stuff. Pick your favorite platforms. If you are listening right now, if you can hear me, we know that you stuck with us. We know you're hardcore. And again, we are just getting restarted here. So much so that those accounts I mentioned don't actually have any posts or profile pictures or anything. <laughs> so you're not in the wrong place. But the goal, ultimately, is to have fun waiting for you on any app you choose all powered by a charity driven patreon so that gamers can give back while supporting all kinds of fun content made just for you literally just for you because of the patreon requests so every listen like retweet share every follow on those accounts whatever way that you want to support us even for free still fuels the same good goal so we are really counting on you, Mario Party Top 452 of you, to help us raise awareness and spread the word and get more gamers giving back. For fun. When it's up, we'll tell you. Nintendo Week is brought to you by our hosts, Alex Plant, tweet at Legend of Lex, Lee Albanese, tweet at Enalanes, that's E-N-A-L-A-N-E-S, Jackson Murphy, tweet at Cheaper by 12 Film, and Dark Alex, tweet into the abyss and destroy yourself. Myself, tweet at Colin McIsaac. That's C-O-L-I-N-M-C-I-S-A-A-C. Nintendo Week is a fan show. We are not affiliated with or operated by Nintendo, and we do not represent the brand in any way. All opinions expressed are our very own, and all games played are purchased, not provided, unless otherwise stated.